Strike, O Mighty One, our sacrifice begins. We commence. Spellberg, a podcast about the Dungeon Crawl Classics role-playing game. It's time to party like it's 1974. If you're already a fan of Dungeon Crawl Classics, you've been bombarded with Kickstarter after Kickstarter for DCC products, and that's just in the first five months of 2019. The best part for our community is that the majority of these projects have been put out successfully, I might add, by third-party publishers, which is awesome. We wish we could have herded all the cats and promoted each of you, but the stars have finally aligned so we can share one of these with you before its completion this year. I'm Judge Jen, and with me tonight are Judge Jeff. Hello. And Judge Julian. Hi. And the saddle stiff bacon wizard himself, author and spearhead behind the Dark Trails RPG, Mr. David Beatty. Yeah, let's throw a little D into the Triple J Club. <laughs> we've, we've done that. We've done that. Uh, we've even had a, a DB with Mr. Judge Daniel Joseph Bishop. Uh, well, it's kind of good. I'll take him where I can get him. I'm sorry. I'll just leave now. <laughs> so we'll jump into the show at this point, if you don't mind. Let's do that. Welcome, friends. I only had one drink to calm my nerves. And give it a drink of your most expensive. Tavern talk. So, Mr. Beatty, um, what have you done in, in gaming the past week? Like, any uh, playtesting? Any Dark Trails goodness? Yeah, I bet you yeah. had a lot of free time this last week, right? <laughs> You're saying that like you keep up with my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I turned 50 on the 22nd. So, nice. happy birthday to yeah. you. Yeah. It's a blast. At least I'm breathing, though. That's um, so yes. the alternative. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, that set off a surprise, well, kind of a surprise party for me on Saturday. And before the party, we actually started a Saturday, Sunday gaming fest as a friend of mine came down to town. You guys may have heard of Pete's band or Spawn. Heck yeah. 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 He, uh, he took an interest in dark trails at his first Gary con this year. And he lives in Georgia, which is just a short hop for me. So we decided to get together and do some dark trails amongst other things. So uh, Saturday was gaming from the morning till the evening. Then I took a ride in a replica Batmobile to my party. Mm. And, well, let's just say that that Batmobile had very little insulation between um, the dash and my uh, tenders. It was probably <laughs> about 200 degrees, and I felt like I was boiling alive. So it was like a, a love-hate kind of thing because I was so happy that I was cruising around town in a Batmobile but in excruciating pain. Uh, that that sounds perfectly like DCC, really. Yeah. The good thing is I don't plan on having any kids, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, so the party was really cool. And then Sunday we went back to gaming and 
I did uh, run dark trails so Mr. Span could get a good feel for what's in the trails because he's going to be contributing some material. And we played one of his, his, uh, I don't think it's pushed as much, but he had a really cool game. I think he was called Tropes and it was a zombie edition. And I had to leave early to make a podcast appearance <laughs> on Gamers and BS. Uh, so, um, there I am. Yeah, and I almost forgot tonight. Uh, I texted Jen because I suddenly remembered that we were supposed to do the podcast tonight, and it wasn't on my calendar. And luckily, Jen had just – well, I'm not going to say what Jen was doing. But, I wasn't going to mention any of that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the cool thing was is, is I was still an hour early, so you two guys didn't need to know that, but Jen and I knew, so – um, yes, to answer your question, I went a really long way around it. I did play some games uh, this weekend. I did play Dark Trails. And, well, I actually ran that. And it was a big table, too. There were nine people playing. And wow. we even played in uh, a game by Brandon Geringer, who actually has wrote some material for Dark Trails for me. And he has a little game called Pocket Fantasy, which is pretty cool. Awesome. There you go. For once, I finally have something to contribute when you guys say, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> You're a step above me, man. Uh, how about you, Jeff? Well, I uh, was just at WayneCon, and I ran Queering the Dungeon there, and it's now come into its third iteration, and I'm becoming more and more excited about it with each iteration. It's changing significantly each time I run it. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, Mr. Kovacs also stopped through Cleveland on his way to Wayne Con and ran a little bit of Kovacsian Meat Planet goodness. Uh, Wayne, well, I mean, Meat Planet's Wayne Snyder, but it's you know it's it's Doug Kovacs spin on a Wayne Snyder adventure. Uh, he ran That's that at Con, right? <laughs> exactly, and I will be running the DCC tournament at Origins in a couple of weeks. So we did a tournament play test at Weird Realms this weekend. We did it on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and that was a lot of fun. A gentleman who is also a fan of the show named Jeff, not me, a different guy named Jeff who listens to the show, he was the winner of the tournament. Uh, that was very exciting. And that's what I've been up to. And you, Julian? Uh, I got almost nothing. I, you know, have run another session of City of the Damned, my little uh, campaign for DCC here, which is a lot of fun. But we talked about that last time a little bit. And then uh, we did have our final chapter of uh, Zweihander, uh, Mr. Carnes' uh, Zweihander campaign. Uh, having a great time. Carnes' game has been very fun. And um, uh, I know this is going to shock you all, but um, my fighter Gertrude, the Calvinist uh, sellsword and highway person, uh, ended up just charging the the giant tentacle boss at the end and sacrificing her life. Uh, not not nobly, but rather just because I felt like trying to mix it up head to head and just kill at the end of the campaign, uh, which did not that go makes well. Perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and died totally died. Um. Anyway. Rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Well, on this corner, um, there's been some NCC editing, some stuff for the upcoming. Um, I guess we're, 
uh, calling it a yearbook, maybe the the program guide for Goodman Games that they always put out at uh, Gen Con, and helping our friendly local gaming store with some fundraising efforts because Dungeon Games is uh, actually picking up and moving shop about six blocks north. So they're still saying local, but they're moving to a place that has more space for all of the gamers that have just dubbed this place their home away from home, which is oh, awesome because it means they have, yeah. they, they'll have more space for merchandise and all that too, which will be awesome. That's a good sign. And they're more than an mm -hmm. hour drive from you, right? Uh, they're just about an hour. Um, if we head straight during summer, it's like 40 minutes. But during tourist season, it can be an hour and a half. So are they moving six blocks closer to you or further from you? Further. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just means we have to get off at the same uh, exit as the airport. Uh -huh. Not a big deal. Um, and actually, last weekend, I did game a little i ran this will shock everybody since i only run dcc and various flavors of i actually ran my first game of not dcc how was it i know i'm, I'm shocked uh it was mothership oh cool Ooh. yeah i'm I'm excited for the reception it got and i'm excited to make it better next time and the players are interested in continuing, which is even better. I've got to say, Jen, you know how to pick the games that you run. Um, I don't have a super long list so far. Uh, what, <laughs> what exactly are you saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is, because I, I believe you've only run Dungeon Crawl Classics and Mothership, and I'm just saying, if you're only going to run two games, those are two incredibly awesome games to pick. Like, you've got a tight, tight resume. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm giving so, you hey, props for good taste. Completely different flavors, too. On that tip, I'll say this is a weird, slightly off topic, but not really. I'm running my first non-Goodman and non-AD&D game at a convention ever, I think, this at GameholeCon. I just submitted the event. Ooh. So that's kind of weird, but um, maybe it'll be fun. I hope so. What is it? It's the Pelgrane Press's Fear Itself. They're kind of mm. generic, ordinary people horror game. Cool. So, uh, yeah, that could be fun. So, join Halloween night. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Okay. I so need to register, man. <sighs> um, and just one more note before we leave the tavern. Uh, everyone needs to go over to St. Karloff's Bandcamp page or even their Facebook page. They are DCC friend, er, fans as well. And their newest album has a track on it entitled Spellburn. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty cool. And with that, to the mailbox. I call upon the flame to sun. Who delivered a message for me? I came here to give you these facts. Summon email. I'm going to call it a mailbag or a mailbox, whatever you want. Uh, I guess mailbag would be a little more uh, westerny for for our guest here. Saddlebags. Yeah. Jeff, you want to kick us off? Sure. I'll reach into my saddle purse. I see I've got uh, a message here from Judge Mike. 
New Year's greetings and salutations to the most loquacious and experienced practitioners of the oratory arts. As I prep to run my first con games at Genghis Khan in February in Denver and listening to the world's best podcast, I was wondering if you could maybe discuss some of your top judging tips and tricks. And I'm going to go back and re-listen to the tournament episode with David Beatty, or perhaps dedicate a show to that topic and invite a panel of guests like Harley Stroh, David, Brendan LaSalle, etc. Indeed, I think a panel of any kind would be a gonzo episode. Thanks for all that you do. I look forward to each and every episode. Judge Mike. All right, Jen, do you want to go ahead and take a stab at this? Um, well, first off, I need to say that if you're looking for panels from everybody, all the cool people, you just need to come to one of the conventions and sit in the middle of all of our conversations, man. Because <laughs> I don't think any of us are editing that many tracks on a podcast. <laughs> um, top judging tips and tricks these days, just go with it. right? As long as it's not too, you know shall we say, out of the pale, uh, just go with it. Make it up. It's going to fall in with some of the rules that you know off the top of your head anyway. So let it fly. Let them have fun. Let them make it their game. Great. I'll take a stab at this as well. I would say my top, my top tip is to play in lots of people's games. And when you're playing in other people's games, look at what they do and pay attention. If you see a judge do something you like, you start doing that. Start emulating that. If you see a judge doing something you don't like, then watch out for, for when you're running games to make sure that you also don't make those same mistakes. I've learned so much from watching great judges and watching bad judges. Uh, and my, my gaming has changed a lot as a result of that. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my biggest uh, tip. I'd also throw out there that um, there are people who really want to who who want a lot of time in the spotlight, and let them have their moment in the spotlight, and then move on to the next person. Engage with those who are maybe struggling to be in the spotlight, and let them have a chance to be in it. But if they don't take that chance, that's fine. Move on. And um... sorry, did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> David Beatty is um, being a little a little brat. One of the yeah, uh, one of the reasons we don't normally record with the video. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. sorry to our listeners. Uh, Julian. Uh, you know, we we talked about some of that the tips and tricks on the last episode, which I guess was um, seventy. Well, whatever it was. Anyway. 70 yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> or, the, or maybe the next episode yeah, the, i don't know that will be the next episode that will be the next one um we talked about and we of course we've shared a lot of that um you know the one thing that goodman says excuse me oh my god i'm so sorry dark master please please dark master so the one thing the dark master says at gen con every year is before when he's handing out the badges and you know, the short pep talk about logistics and stuff says, you know what? Hey, everybody just make sure, you know, people come from a long ways away and they pay money and they, you know, sacrifice a chance to play other games. Just make sure everybody has a good time. That's all. Just make sure people have fun. And you know, if you do that, 
your mission is accomplished. Would our special guest like to chime in? Well, the first thing you do is you dangle a cat toy in front of your cam so that <laughs> sabotage the uh, Judge Goad's amazing uh, tips so that whatever you say sounds way better. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Judge Goad hit it on the nail. I've seen a lot of things that people do at the table that, you know, sometimes you'll get something that they'll, they'll come up with a, a tactic, a rule, a mechanic, or they'll, they'll approach an encounter a different way and you could pick up something from them. I've learned everything. I think that, that I've, I use at the table from people that I've played under. So um, that's a great, uh, great tip judge. Sorry, I ruined you with my cat toy. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I would say is kind of plays off of what Jim said. Uh, play off of your group. You know, if you feel like that they're getting bored or maybe that they are, if you see them looking at their phone and checking Facebook, throw throw a wandering encounter at them. Have a, a list of wandering encounters that not necessarily are included in the adventure, but just find some encounters that might kind of fit uh, the adventure you're running, even if they're not in there. And, uh, he's doing it to me now. He's sabotaging. <laughs> uh, your timer that. also went off. <laughs> so I would, I would just say, keep it, you know, when I run Carnival of the Damned, one of the things I did with that adventure is make a long list of watering encounters. And I only let so much time go by before I threw something at players, because at a con game, you're going to have people that are DCC, experts and then you have people who have no idea what dcc is and i think that those people the the way to get them back to the table is good storytelling but also keeping them on the edge of their seats with some highfalutin combat well said and get them drunk if all else fails well not like that's gonna help retention at your game but yeah <laughs> if, if they're leaving have, them have fun yeah it oh yes good point julian if they're um, leaving yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, I'm not going to Please, on please that. drink responsibly. No, I mean, that too, know. yes. Yeah, we were at a short story. We were at uh, GaryCon this past year, and uh, Jim Sketch was off the campus and at some, I don't know where he was. He was playing a game somewhere. Haley shows up with a container of guac. You guys probably all remember that. And mm -hmm. so. Uh, Haley takes to Jim that uh, David Beatty was uh, with her at the bar. He immediately, I think, his blood pressure probably went up 100 points. He's like, you're with Beatty? And then I get a oh, text, was, what are you doing? No, I was I was with Sketch at that moment. Oh, he was, all right, cool. Yeah, we were playing a Mutant Call Classics game in the villa. My friend, uh, <laughs> Big Mississippi Matt, was running the game. And, uh, oh, that was hysterical because – because he was playing a shaman of Haley, the uh, uh -huh. <laughs> the patron, and so he, you know, and of course that patron is somewhat named after Haley. Yeah, Sketch. I wrote that well, there you go. Yeah. So you can so you can say so. He says so. He texts her and says, "I'm I'm playing the uh, the shaman. I'm playing the shaman of Haley, or something like that." And she texts him back. You you are my bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that girl. That's yeah. Amazing. So. Yeah. Haley's awesome. The children are the future. 
Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Well, it looks like we might have time for one more because it should be not terribly long. Julian, you want to handle that one? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And this is from a familiar face, DM Kojo. Uh, while constructing an adventure recently, I wanted to have a door magically barred with wizard lock. I did not find the spell in my core book, so I searched my PDF for the spell and learned that the only reference to wizard lock is within the spell check table for the knock spell. I can create the spell myself, but I'm curious why a spell is referenced, which is not in the book. Any thoughts? And yes, the it is the name is changed just to confuse people, but I believe what you are looking for is page 160, Ward Portal. Uh, and that should suit your uh, door jamming needs pretty well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Yes. Uh, to the rest of our listeners, uh, well, and I, I suppose Kojo as well, uh, if you have any other questions, just want to say hi, contact us at theband at spellburn.com. Let us combat begin! Why behold our hero? Huh. So you want to play rough, eh? Well, take this! Mighty Deeds. So that episode that that email referenced was number 55, for anyone wondering. That was back in May of 2015. Wow. So wow. How to run a DCC RPG tournament. So I've got to ask, have there been any projects for you between Carnival of the Damned and Dark Trails? <laughs> uh... I think I did contribute some to, of course, I did two, two patrons for MCC. I did the Haley and the, I can't remember, Urquhart or something, I can't remember. I uh, did that, and I think uh, I may have contributed a few encounters to the last uh, DCC tournament. No, maybe not the last one. The one with the undead. Uh the Shambling Undead, I think. Maybe that oh, was... Oh, for... Um, yeah, I think the, Bob did, too. One of the road crew yeah. modules. Okay. Exactly. So, other than that, no. I Some used more to tournament do, stuff. <laughs> I used to do this podcast called Sanctum Secorum, but I got kicked off of that, so we won't talk about it. You did not get kicked <laughs> off. I'm going to kick you. <laughs> also, a point of order... I just Googled it. It's actually episode 35, not 55. Oh, wow. you're right. I'm going to say, yeah. I got very confused because my first episode is episode 48. And I'm like, A, I wasn't on here in 2015. <laughs> and B, I feel like I would have remembered that episode, but I don't remember being on Maybe. it. Maybe. It's episode Maybe. 35, not 55. 35. I, I apologize for my typos. It is simply because it's been such a long week. This is my question. Was there an email from Judge Kojo on that episode? I think uh, an email from Judge Kojo on every episode. Probably. <laughs> I, I could look it up for you if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, pull up the spell, the show notes there. I was just curious. Really curious. Oh, man. Well, now, I've got another question for you, Dave. Didn't you used to publish under Mystic Mouser? Uh, well, you know, when the whole Dark Trails thing started to kind of pick up steam, I tried to figure out a good name for uh, uh, a good publishing company. And of course, most people who know me know that I'm particularly fond of one four-legged animal. So <laughs> that was the original intent. But between then and now, I think the uh, the current 
name is going to be a little better. I think Stiff Whiskers Press is a little more ugh. scratchy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Judge well, Goes, um, Judge Goes kind of looking like I don't like it. No, you're. <laughs> You're totally nice. <laughs> it was either that or he was in the Bahamas somewhere because I was staring at him as I said that. He was just looking off. No, I was reading the show notes actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys have those? Yeah, I was looking at the list of questions we were planning on asking you. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Uh, I won't do that. I'm going to say um, I just, I know that you have done um, gaming and BS, and uh, which they're not so bad for Scanny's. And then um, also. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess you dallied with the evil one, but, um, you know, now that you have messed around with the rest, it's time to go to the best. So welcome back to Spellburn uh, for Dark Trails. Uh, and, uh, really, and I hate to break it to you, but in a couple of months, he's also going to be on Appendix and Book Club. So if he's saving the, the, the best. Yeah, well, sloppy seconds. <laughs> uh, whoa! It just gets worse. It gets Are you worse gonna let talk about you like that, David? Hmm? Are you going to let Jen talk 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 about you like that? She is the first lady of DCC. She can do whatever she likes. With yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't think I've made any typos on this part. Um, as of this recording, you have $34,722 pledged Holy on your Kickstarter. And the kick track trend is pushing towards 895. <laughs> uh, how how um how how wobbly are your knees right now? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to be honest with you, most of the time when I get these numbers, it's from people telling me I log on in the morning and I'll look at messages and comments just to try and address those. But I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's exciting, but it's also kind of scary. Um, nerve wracking, right? It's very nerve wracking because the majority of my day, you know, of course I, I've got a full-time job, but the majority of my day when I'm home, I'm trying to knock out, the quick start rules, but I've also got to keep up with all the social medias and make sure that, you know, if anybody comments or asks a question that, you know, I, I take care of that. So it, it, it really is. I mean, I understand now why people have project managers. When I first heard that, I was like, yeah, I don't need a project manager. <laughs> I'm David Brady. Um, and now I'm like, <laughs> I'm just one person. And I think part of that, maybe if it was, Maybe if it wasn't doing as well as it as it is, it might not be as much work. But it actually is, man. I'm telling you, it's it's like a part time job. So yeah, I don't envy you having to read the comments. It's not bad. I mean, I like it. I really do. That, that's probably the most fun part. I mean, I when when a, a a stretch goal is hit, I swear to you, every time someone has texted me and said, "Hey, you just broke another stretch goal," and I'm like, "Awesome." What am I going to do for another stretch goal? <laughs> I ran out. I'm like scrambling to try and figure out, you know, what what do I do now? So I may have been the ear of your husband and asked him for some advice and talked to Joseph and some other people because I definitely don't want to be that guy, you know. I think you're we all appreciate that. 
I think your next stretch goal should be one of those um, Wild West portraits you get at the state fair. (laughs) 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 Only of David, right? But just of David. Just of David's big boa on. Well, if you'd like me to go to the Walmart portrait studio dressed up in cowboy garb <laughs> and autograph some pictures, don't think I won't do it, buddy. I, I, want, I want that autograph, damn it. With a yes. stuffed jackalope under my arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. You asked for it. Remember. And spurs. Uh, you're not going to be able to see the spurs. It's up to use your imagination. You can put the spurs on the jackalope. Well, you know, one of the things I am considering, actually, uh, one of the artists, one of the last artists I picked up, I really like his style. It's kind of, it's a little cartoony, but not so much so. Um, his name's Adam Slivka, and he's pretty cool. I'm testing the waters with him on some caricatures, just on the chance that he may be able to do some uh, some people I know up very well in Cowboy Garb for the book. So, yeah, we'll see. Fun. Yeah. So that that's a good question for you. Who do you have as artists? Uh, um, the main artists uh, that have been with me from the start, uh, Danny Prescott, who did a lot of work. He's probably the only reason Carmel the Dam went as far as it did, because he understood that I was a firefighter and that we don't get rich. And he worked with <laughs> me with money. And he did some work for me. And then I ran into Todd McGowan. And I think all you guys know Todd. Uh, he's one of my favorite Canadians. So he's done, he did a lot of work for Carnival and he also did uh, some stuff, early stuff for Dark Trails and he's sl- uh, slotted to do some additional stuff coming up. But So Todd McGowan, Simon Todd, you guys know, well, I know Jen knows Simon Todd. I'm not sure. Uh, Simon is in the UK and he uh, he did a lot of pencils for Carnival of the Dam. So I've, I've been tapping all the people that I used for carnival, but I have added some folks. I have a, a friend in Indonesia named Anga Agastia, who has done a lot of stuff for me. Um, he's a really good digital artist. So other than those guys, uh, I've been kind of, most of the others I've kind of picked up here and there. Um, but I plan on with the, with a Kickstarter when it ends, one of the, the majority of the money is going to go towards uh, additional art with these guys. And then of course, some uh, more, uh, I don't know, some of the, I guess you call San Julian a legend. I don't know. Would you say that? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I've got, I don't know, some guy named San Julian working on the cover and I've been in talks with some of the other DCC folks. So I definitely want some of my favorite DCC artists to, throw their hand against the page for a couple of drawings. So it should be chunk. I mean, it's already, you guys have seen a lot of the art. It's already, I don't even know how many I've got. There's probably close to 60 or 70 pieces that I've procured over the last three years. Um, So there you go. That's amazing. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. I think any, if you, if you're, at least this is the way I've approached it. You know, I, I knew what I wanted to do. And I also knew that art really catches the eye of people who sit down at the table to try something. So I started on that early and anytime I've had an extra dollar or two to throw in, I'll, you know, pay somebody to draw something for me. And three years later, I've got a, I've got a stash. So there you go. Very cool. 
So, David, you know, this isn't the first Western-themed DCC game. We've got Black Powder, Black Magic. This isn't the first Weird West game. There are games like Badlands out there. But people have really, really taken to Dark Trails. So I'm curious, like, A, what inspired you to want to make something like this? And B, what is it about Dark Trails that's so different that people have, like, that have really drawn people to this product? Uh, Well, you know, when we first started... We wanted to try something different because we, I think my DCC campaign, we went almost a year and a half of that. We kind of got tired of it. So not tired of the game, but you know, you, you kind of want to try something different. So we talked about it. We wanted to do Weird West. Everybody at the table was like, yeah, let's try that. So, and that was a genre that had kind of started creeping up on me that I generally had never had much of an interest in. So we decided to go with Black Powder, Black Magic. But at the time, I think there may have been only one zine out. So, you know, I guess me as a judge, I like to have a lot of options and I like to have a kind of a developed world to drop people in. And I think uh, the Hoff and Carl were still working on issue two, or it may have just come out, but I I needed a little more for what I wanted to do. So we went uh, from that to Deadlands for a couple of months and it just, once you play DCC and you're used to those rules, I, I, you know, you'll play other games and maybe I'm wrong, but I'll play other games. I'll play 5e, you know, I'll play Zweihander, which I think is a great game, but you start missing DCC. You start missing the dice chain. Mm-hmm. You start missing the spell table. So we took a two week break and I said, let's come back. I'll come up with some classes and we'll see if we can't make Weird West my style you know, with DCC rules. And I think to answer your question, uh, the classes are what really kind of pull people in. But, you know, once they get in, I think they kind of get a feel for the story um, and the mechanics, you know, like the the gun deck and um, the booms and hexes. I think people just really dig those mechanics and it's just kind of snowballed from those small things into what it is now. So that dovetails into a couple other questions. Uh, how many classes did you end up writing up? You know, the, the funny thing is, I think from the get-go, I had 11 classes. And I know that sounds like a lot. Um, they've all kind of had more meat thrown on their skeletons in three years. They've definitely changed a lot. But the ideas and the concept of them has pretty much stayed the same. So um, one of the stretch goals of the Kickstarter was actually uh, – demolished which is uh for our 12th class because you know who likes odd numbers so yes there will be 12 <laughs> classes for judges to keep up with <laughs> that's a lot of pre-gens dude <laughs> yeah it is but you know i mean i don't think that it's i think once a judge runs the game for three or four sessions i think it, it's not going to be that big of a deal um the pre-gens obviously that takes some time but you don't have to throw all the classes in they're just there If you're a judge and you've got an adventure and you feel like there's six out of the 12 classes would fit the adventure, print those out. Leave the other behind. It's just something more for people to discover in another game. Options. We're all about options, folks. Now, I know that Dark Trails is not being um, advertised as a DCC supplement. It's being advertised as a standalone game, much like Mutant Crawl Classics, where Mm -hmm. you could theoretically completely play the game just with that book what what inspired you to have it be a standalone game rather than a dcc supplement 
Uh, I well, I had to sell my soul to the Dark One to get uh, the options to print the rules in the uh, Dark Trails book. So I don't know how much time <laughs> I've got left in the world. Um, <laughs> I just I didn't want you know there there are books out there. I think uh, Hubris is a great book. You know Mike Evans is an awesome dude. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I think you have to have a DCC book to play Hubris, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I don't know. I just like the idea of I think MCC to... is the only standalone. That's and that's come not off of really it. a third party it's not. published game. It's not. So I don't I don't I think you're the first third party out. standalone. Yeah, I asked Joseph way, way back when this first kind of started looking like it might be something worth developing if I could do it. And his response was your grandfathered in. So um, he let me include nice. the rules. But the thing is, I wanted to do something to where I put the, the essential rules that you need from DCC in the Dark Trails book, but I didn't want to use every rule that's in the DCC book because some of them I don't think lend themselves well to a Weird West game. So what I did is I came up with a handful of new mechanics to throw in on the skeleton of DCC. So you've got a standalone game that's based upon the DCC rule set. And when I say that, I mean that you've got rules for guns, you've got a different system for rule, or excuse me, for boons and hexes. Or I think it may be similar to Lankmar's Fleeting Luck. I have yet to read Lankmar, um, but I think it's similar. And there's also a different take on alignment. So all these things you've got that they're at your disposal. And there's a lot of other little mechanics that you can use. And I'd say probably more than half of them you could actually bring to your DCC game. If you wanted to add some different stuff to your, you know, it's kind of interchangeable. And if there's something you don't like in Dark Trails, drop it, you know, use something that's equivalent in DCC if you want to. So I didn't want to just put a cookie cutter set of rules out. You know, I wanted to, if you're going to spend the money on the book, I wanted to give you something new and different that you could use that you may actually find some cool stuff that you want to take to some of your other games. What did you, uh, what, so you mentioned some cool stuff that you uh, worked in there. What, uh, what did you drop? I'm curious or, or, or change, you know, to the point of uh, non-recognition. Um, the only things that come right off the top of my head the alignment system, which I've already mentioned, because I don't feel a lawful, neutral, chaotic uh, system works very well. I think it's better to have a system that kind of follows like the William Money from, say, Unforgiven. You remember that guy? <laughs> and Eastwood, I mean, he was a total ass bag. Uh, and then he met a nice woman and straightened up, tried to raise a family, and she died. And he's still trying to be a good guy. But where does he end up at the end of that movie? So mm -hmm. he kind of goes uh, his moral compass just kind of dips and dives and rises and i think that that you see a lot of western movies that are like that i mean it's i think it's more of a a blurred line between good and bad you know so i try to come up with a system that reflects that and that might actually add to your character's story and also maybe give you a little bit of an effect on gameplay, but not so much to where, you know, it rules things. So the alignment system, the critical hits uh, charts and fumble charts that you find in DCC, I've replaced those with actual um, charts that are based upon the damage type of the weapon. So you've got a firearm table and then you've got like piercing melee, slashing, um, and hand-to-hand. Hmm. -hand. So it's, it's more damage-specific. 
But you know, you don't have to use those. Mm. If, if you want to use a DCC, you're totally fine with doing that. But you do have those tables. Um, and when you say, what have I dropped? You know, in all honesty, things that aren't included would be the spell duel tables, because that's not going to happen a lot mm. in, in a Dark Trails game. But all you got to do is pull, pick the book up, and it's right there. It's it's totally you. You don't have to do anything. I mean, it's the same system. <laughs> um, trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, most of the every most, the magic. I didn't include any of the spells. No, or, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The madness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, this is a, a kind of a Lovecraftian weird west. Um, so you've got to have feared madness. At least I think you do. Uh, so I came up with a new mechanic that I don't think it's as, uh, I think with Cthulhu, I haven't played a lot of Cthulhu in my life. I've played like a few times, but I don't know. You guys probably have. I think Cthulhu, the madness can kind of really take you out. I mean, it's kind of harsh, but maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. designed to take you out. That's that's kind of yeah. the, that's kind of the point of Cthulhu is basically everybody dies or goes mad. Yeah. So it's this this, yeah. this mechanic is more of a slow dive into madness. You have uh, there one of the only things that are is really different is there's a new ability called grit, and grit is derived from uh, personality and stamina. So you add those two together and divide, and that kind of is like a fluctuating pool of points that represent your ability to withstand emotional and physical stress. So the, the fear check or actually the grit check is really simple. It's a standard DC 10 check that's modified by the hit dice of the creature. So let's just say a dimensional ghoul has three hit dice. You would be making a check versus a DC 13. And if you fail that check, you automatically lose grit points equal to the hit dice of the creature. So, this total of grit points fluctuates until you complete an adventure. Sorry, I'm getting somebody swarming. Yeah, Julian. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just to the one hour. <laughs> Just about. This is a. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty special. And you guys were busting my chops about my audio. <laughs> This happens every episode with Julian. We just used to cut it out, and now we don't cut it out anymore. But the the first episode of us not cutting it out is the last episode that hasn't been released yet and might come out after this one. So I see a little mic icon, but when I tap it, I just get the different mics that I got. Well, actually, your your mic's fine now. Yeah, it sounds good now. (laughs) Woohoo! All right. So, David, do you recall what you were saying? Uh, Not really. I think we were talking about Fear of Madness. So the... Yeah. yeah, a typical DCC adventure takes, what, maybe two or three sessions to, to get through if it's not like a con game. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say maybe three. Uh, it just depends on your group and the time you've been playing. But um, this fluctuating grit total actually lasts for the duration of the adventure. Once you complete the adventure, your grit points reset because you have some downtime to kind of recuperate. If you did go to zero, then you're permanently reduced by one. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, along with that, and it kind of it's not as harsh, I think, as uh, Call of Cthulhu is. So you don't have to worry about it as much, but you do still acquire like phobias and derangements and things like that. So I think it's kind of a cool mechanic. But there, yeah, you don't want to use it. You don't have to use it. And if you want to use DCC monsters, 
All you have to do is remember their hit dice, add that to the DC 10, and that's your DC for the grit check. Or if you want to call it a fear check, you can do that. Is there a funnel in Dark Trails? Uh, yeah, there will be a, a funnel in the book, and there is also going to be a second adventure by Daniel J. Bishop. Awesome. So, okay. And I know that there's there's material that has been – there's a lot of stuff. It's, this is the cool thing about this. There are people that are already writing adventures for this game. It's not even out yet. I mean, I've got uh, Eric Young, who I met through the Brinkmans, uh, uh, one of the Brinkmanomicons. He was very enthusiastic about the game, and he's – He's pretty much wrote a completed adventure. We just need to kind of go through it and uh, make a few tweaks. But uh, there's two or three other guys that have, as a matter of fact, Lee Nielsen from uh, the UK. Uh, are you guys familiar with him? Awesome. Yeah, he just he just sent something today. Uh, the UK guys are there. Great. Um, Prescott, Cunnington, Lee, uh, Julian. These guys have been just monumental with getting dark trails across the pond, but Lee sent me something yesterday that I haven't had time to read yet. So there's, there's so many like people that are like working on this already. It's kind of, it's kind of scary. Cool. You know, cause I know the gong, gong farmers, <laughs> yeah, I can say it, gong farmers almanac. Uh, mm-hmm. Keith is, I think he's submitting uh, one or two pieces or some art that's been done for it. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Did I ask your question? No, <laughs> yes, there's going to be a funnel. Woo! Now, does Dark Trails give us any uh, deities or patrons? Yeah. Um, like outside of the core book stuff? Well, everything can be used uh, from DCC and also Black Powder, Black Magic, I believe, has uh, some patrons. And if I'm not mistaken, Michael Curtis's Secret Antiquities. Did I say that right? Is that- oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sure. There's a patron in that you can use. Um, right mm-hmm. right now, the only patrons, uh, you, you can be very disappointed to hear this, but the only patrons that are included in Dark Trails are Shubnigroth and Yarlathotep. And there is a unique slug-based Elder God. And the reason I put those in there would be for Let's just say you're a judge and you want to throw in Yarlathotep. Well, you've got him as a patron for your cultists. And there are also uh, mutations that kind of relate to, uh, that would fit with the worshipers that follow those gods to kind of theme them towards your adventures. Uh, But there may actually be some additional patrons for characters to use. But yeah, to answer your question, there's stuff like that in the book. So okay. you you had mentioned black powder, black magic. What's uh, uh, that's been around for a while, and um, it's, how how are they different? Dark trails and uh, black powder, or BPBM? I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna say BDSM for some reason. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, uh, we'll see. It's it. not that late. <laughs> we'll see a Gen Con, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, not that kind of role play yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping it'll get there. Uh, so I would say, well, this is the funny thing. Eric Hoffman loves to tell people that Dark Trails is the first hack of Black Powder <laughs> Bar Magic. I like it, that. I like it's that. A, it's a 500-page hack of a 
I think, three-issue fanzine. So <laughs> I've put a lot of work into trying to make these guys proud of me. So it's okay. <laughs> um, the story's different. It's a lot different. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how many classes they had in Black Power, Black Magic. Was there like three or maybe four? I can't remember. So I will out myself right now as somebody who doesn't like Westerns. I yeah. don't ever have. I just, it's not my genre at all. But that said, I did uh, I did a play test of Stephen Newton's The Last Will and Testament of Obadiah Falconer back when I was still in New York with the yeah. DC NYC group. And we did that using the Dark Trails rule set that was available at the time. I'm sure it's changed quite a bit. And I played in a Dark Trails adventure that you ran the Gary Khan before last. So I know that I'm, I've not experienced the most recent iteration of the rules. What I have experienced, though, is very fun. And even somebody who's not particularly into Westerns, I had a great time. One thing I noticed, though, is at first level, it seems as though the classes have a lot more power than they do at first level in DCC. And I'm wondering, A, is that still true? And B, is is there um, a reason behind that in, in the design? Is that an, is, was that a choice? That's a great question. Um, a typical character in DCC has a lot of abilities, special abilities that are like supernatural powers. So they are kind of uh, top heavy, if that makes sense. But one of the things that's going to be done with the quick start rules is each class is only going to be given a few of their typically typical allotted powers. So this will make it easier for judges and for players who have no experience with Dark Trails. Um, it should make it easier for them at the table. It could be a system that you can adapt if you'd like. Um, so let's just say you get the quick start rules and the Calavera class, which is just cool spooky chick that can see and speak to the dead and step sideways into the spirit world and uh, she can actually uh, funnel some of the powers from the, the dead around her because they, they love her so much so this character class in the quick start rules may only have like two powers but there are plenty more there so you could do one of two things you could run it and then with each new level add a power to the class if you wanted to or after a few sessions of playing, you could just kind of go full tilt, you know, say, here it is, guys. Um, most of the home campaigns where I've ran uh, new people after about the second or third session, they've got it. And I, I'm not so sure that it wasn't similar with DCC when I first started playing DCC. Um, so I think that with the quick start to answer your question, let's just say you wanted to run the game. I think that it'll be pretty easy, especially with DCC experience for you to pick that up and jump right in it and roll. Um, and players will probably have a little easier time with the character classes. But once the book comes out, you'll have that, you know, the full spread. And, and if you want to keep it to where you're just kind of weaning them on these awesome abilities, you can do that. Or if you just want to let them have at it, you can do that as well. Well, and I think it it's a matter of perspective, where you're coming from as well. Like if you're coming from a world of uh, fifth ed or even, say, Pathfinder, you're used to having a whole yeah. bunch of options right off the bat. And you're used to keeping track of those. So actually, it might be more of a learning curve for those of us that are rooted in the DCC mindset 
where you've got a couple of things going on, but they're fairly straightforward and you just go. So I, I kind of like what you're doing with that quick start set. It yeah. eases people into it as well. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, if I was to run you guys through, a, a, I don't know, a three-session adventure, by the end of that third session, I think I don't think you'd really have any questions or a hard time with your character classes. And I think it may be a little more of a learning curve than some role-playing games, but I, I don't know. I, I think that it's Bruce Cunnington, he ran a session at Gary Conn. He made the comment that it was a lot to keep up with. And that kind of got me thinking, you know, well, let's just do this with the quick start rules and see, you know, that fixes things and i think it i think it will so hopefully it will if not the game won't sell and you guys will ban me from cons <laughs> well the, the game's already funded i mean <laughs> you're we, too late uh, it's too late yeah, now. no refunds yeah. <laughs> i mean i i i tried to ban jason from cons and he still shows up so i don't i mean yeah that, yeah. that, that oh, doesn't work oh. like a fungus no. Yeah, Julian, did you get to uh, play test Dark Trails as well? I haven't actually. Yeah. I uh, he avoids me like a plague at cons. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I I have not. So, uh, looking forward to that chance one of these times. Are you going to be at uh, Game Hall? No, sir, I will not. Not this year. I'll be at mm. North Texas Con in a couple of weeks. Oh, damn it! I wish Gen I Con? was going. Are you going to Gen Con? <laughs> I am, but I, my dance card is like. Oh, imagine that! Hmm. Wish I could play, but my and card's who, all filled up. Yeah. <laughs> and whose fault is that, Julian? Well, you know. <laughs> Judge Julian. Yeah, there's a few things there. So, Julian, yeah. do you think DCC Dying Earth is going to be compatible with with Dark Trails? <laughs> I I think a Jack Vance wow. Western would be amazing. <laughs> I, oh God, that hurts my head. <laughs> I, I think I think, uh, happened, I think yeah. and he probably did write some. He wrote a lot of stuff. He wrote mm -hmm. a lot of Ellery Queen mysteries and stuff. He probably wrote some westerns. But you know, any DCC judge, I mean, you could take Dark Trails just like you could take any. DCC supplement, and and within thirty minutes to an hour, you can tweak it to where it fits what you want. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. If well, the Western multiple worlds, like you can absolutely have any of these things coming into each other's worlds. Yeah, but you were you hit upon a point. A first level um, senator in Dark Trails is probably going to kick most of the DCC characters' ass at first mm -hmm. level. So uh, I, I don't know. But we saw that with other supplements too, though. I feel like that's also true with, um, oh, please forgive me, Transylvanian. Yeah, adventure adventures. Yeah, adventures. Yeah, first level Transylvanian adventure characters. I, if I recall correctly, they're pretty beefy too. Well, good. I don't feel so bad now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm stuck on this Vance thing. So Vance plus. Uh, Shutter Mountains. Yes. Or I'm not getting stuck on Transylvanian Adventures. Because can, does that mean that you should get the Transylvanian Adventures book and also make those as playable characters in the Dark Trails universe? I don't know what classes are in that book, but I'm sure you could. There would be roughly, uh, semi-roughly uh, contiguous time-wise, right? Because that's kind of late 19th century 
hammer horror type uh, idea. You could just say the Transylvanian Adventures is what goes on across the pond. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think it. You could have a lot of fun with that, actually. Well, the so, whole thing with DCC, I think, as one of the reasons why it pulls so many of us in, is it's so versatile. You could do so many things with it. So there's no reason so why you can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sure. No, but I'll go ahead and ask kind of a tricky question here, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot. So <laughs> David's making a funny face. So the, the Old Sorry. West is an era where people regularly used racial slurs. And that's a very common part of the culture at that time. Um, racism, misogyny, these are all big parts of the Wild West. In your vision of Dark Trails, is it kind of a gritty, realistic take on that where you're embracing that? Or is it kind of a contemporary reimagining of that where um, things aren't necessarily true? I'm trying not to be distracted by Julian's cat. Yeah, Julian's got a cat. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> when it, especially when it put its ass in his face. Oh, what, welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, that's something that I'm trying really hard uh it's it's kind of funny because sean and brett on gamers and bs kind of asked the same question not quite the same but um i think that there are games out there that are already trying to stick to history if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so up to the civil war things pretty much happen the way they have in you know in our history but um things get a little wonky and it, it turns more into a fictional history and I know that those were ugly times, you know, racism and all that bad stuff was, you know, in full effect. And I hate that. The more, you know, the more documentaries, the more reading I did, the more I realized how horrible those times were. So I think that the, the whole premise of Dark Trails is these elder gods from the mythos, they're, they're in like a slumber and an exile. And they've been this way for thousands of years. But there's one elder god who has escaped, which is Nyarlathotep, who escaped into the dreamlands before this unrecorded war happened and the uh, elder gods were imprisoned and put into slumber. So uh, every so many years when there's a really bad war, he pops back out of the dreamlands with a Necronomicon, which has rights to awaken and free the imprisoned elder gods. So he's tried it and failed, tried it and failed throughout uh, several ages of man. But it just so happens with the Civil War, when you've got 600,000 plus casualties, that he pops out and almost succeeds. So this band of cultists take this book deep into the Mexican desert and start a week-long series of rituals that that becomes known as the Seven Days of Night. So basically, to make a long story short, they do succeed in awakening the elder gods, who now realize that they're in prison. Mm -hmm. And almost succeed in unleashing them uh they don't but they almost so a lot of bad like entropic uh primal chaotic energies escape out into the world and one of the side effects of that is to raise the dead which if you think about all those six hundred thousand casualties suddenly waking up and wanting to go nom nom on your head it, it kind no. it kind of makes you want to set aside your differences with your fellow man and it kind of, in a way, brings all races and creeds together to sure. fight against a much 
worse evil. So there's still those, if you want to, the, the element of role playing that those grudges and differences are there. Um, but you know, as well as I do, you've got to definitely be sensitive with that and make sure that your group, I guess, is comfortable with whatever's going on. But my whole purpose with that was just to try and, and offer a different take on history where maybe people kind of come together and, you know, in the process of defeating all things tentacly, realize that, you know, we all bleed the same color. Sure. Now, in the, the Dark Trails universe, do all dogs go to heaven? No, they go to hell, but cats go to heaven. <laughs> even have to ask. Where did Julian go? I don't, is I don't that know. Cat? What is he doing? Uh, he's dealing with his cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I think. Plural. Like, no, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, when you're talking about the Civil War, you put me on a, a another DCC mini setting, which is maybe not that well known, but uh, Jen will know it, I'm sure. Dinosaur Crawl Classics, right? Yeah. Yes? Is that what, yes. how did Bruner do that? Yes. yes. And you, you could totally do, I think it would totally fit, uh, you know, there has been a weird, you know, I don't know. Anyway, like, isn't, aren't there Civil War soldiers in the Dinosaur Call Classics uh, adventure in the, there are. in the annual? There are. Gen Con yep. program 2017. Mm -hmm. So, uh. There you go. I, ah, so he was in his bookshelf. Yeah, that's yes. what he's doing. Yeah, so you can play a velociraptor. So you could drop right into the Weird West. You could play your velociraptor shaman or your, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, alchemy. Whoa, hello. <laughs> they got. They have a deed for disemboweled. That, that's oh, pretty sweet. cool. When you're ready to start playing okay, Bill anyway. and Ted's excellent Dungeon Crawl Classics adventure. Yes. Yeah, right. Had right. Dinosaur Crawl Classics and Dark Trails and Transylvanian Adventures. Oh, and uh, Tales of the Fallen East. Yeah. If, if, is that we'll right? Make it the Tales from the Fallen Empire. Tales sorry. Of the Fallen Empire, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, sorry. Yeah. It just put me in mind of that oh. of that Civil War thing in, oh. in uh, Dinosaur, Dinosaur Crawl Classics. Very cool. Oh. I actually need to get my annual out and read that now that you've reminded me of it. I can't remember it, if it's no, set no. in that, if it's like alternate history set in that era, or if there's a weird time bubble that has like Civil War soldiers in it or something. I don't know. Is that based uh, off of uh, <laughs> Brontosaurus Rex? Jen, you probably wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah very much cool. so. <laughs> yeah. And. We finally have add-ons for this Kickstarter, which is awesome. Yeah, and, and there's more to come. If you want them, knock them down, because you're not going to catch me with my pants down again. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that, Dave. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's like, oh, you're just supposed to another go. Oh, wait, there's only one left. And I'm like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't expect it to. I thought it might get close, but I did not think it would, like, blow through them in the first week like it did that was just insanity and I, i'm very appreciative if you guys uh, are backers and you're listening thank you so much for taking a chance on it because i think you'll dig it and i really want to make sure you're happy at the end of the day awesome and thank you for joining us um just a little housekeeping here uh email us at the band 
at spellburn.com. Be sure to leave us reviews on iTunes, uh, our website, etc. We are still looking for some crowd-created bumpers. We'd like to get the community involved with the show. Uh, if you haven't checked out the new Glitter Wizard album, Opera Villains on Heavy Psych Sounds Records, we've got a link for that there. Again, we've got a link for St. Karloff. They do a song called Spellburn. You can't not like that. And go to Kickstarter, Dark Trails RPG, also darktrailsrpg.com. And that'll probably do it for our show. Any last words, Bacon Wizard? No, just thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, been too long. Uh, it's always fun to hang out with you guys, even if it's on a computer. And you're one of our rare uh, repeat visitors, too. Mm-hmm. Yay. Welcome back, David. Congrats on a great Kickstarter. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I guess I'll see at least most of you guys at Gen Con, right? If not all of you. Oh, yeah. We'll all be there. Absolutely. Right. Sweet. And if you guys are listening and you're going to be at Gen Con, look for me. I probably will have swag because uh, everybody knows I have to give away stuff to make people play my games. <laughs> well, you don't have to, but it helps. I usually just buy pizza. <laughs> And one of my kitties knocked over my Dark Trail shot glass, which I <gasps> cherished. Oh, no. Bad Ooh. kitty. Bad kitty. We'll have to get that replaced. Yes, we will. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. And have a great night, everyone. Game on. You've been listening to Spellburn. Copyright 2017. Theme song has been graciously provided by Glitter Wizard. Learn more at glitterwizard.fancamp.com. <laughs>